0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Dishyelter Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. I am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the prolific himself, Zilius. Yeah. What's up? How's it going? I'm hanging in there. Ladies and gentlemen, this, of course, is the Thursday Night Hangout. It's a weekly live show where we try our best to cover the topics that are most important to you. What, with you during the show. If you hey, haven't, What is important to you, sir? If you haven't yet submitted your topic, question, or perhaps you want to add to the conversation, please do so in the chat. Of course, we are streaming live on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Uh, when I started uh, the stream, it looked like YouTube had a four-second delay, Facebook had a three-second delay, and of course, Twitch is almost instantaneous. So if you really want to be in the know and be able... For us to see your comments as quickly as possible, go to twitch.tv slash Altered Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have a smorgasbord of topics. A smorgasbord? And smorgasbord of topics. And the first one is Suda51 has announced that finally, no more heroes, Travis Touchdown is retiring. Um... I played No More Heroes, the original on the Wii, which was kind of fun. It's uh, basically like, you are an assassin, you gotta beat the, and you're ranked, and you gotta basically go up the rank to be the number one assassin. And then of course, they've had three more. Um, But finally, Travis Touchdown is retiring. Uh, But the good news for me personally, is there was a game on the three, no, on it. Was it the 360 or the Xbox One? Now I'm get. I think it was the 360. Uh, it was a game called Shadows of the Dam, which was kind of a. Uh, of course, it was like a horror comedy game. Um, you have this guy I can't remember his name off the top of my head. It's just went on my head all of a sudden, but you have this guy who has to go into hell to find his, I think girlfriend's soul. But the best part was the gun that he uses. It's ha- is like possessed. So it has like a raunchy, dirty mind and will throw out random comments throughout the game. Phenomenal. I love it. And
1: I've honestly never really heard of this game. I'm looking it up now. I know nothing about it. It is
0: awesome. Um but I will say uh, uh, the, the well the problem was that uh Grasshopper, which is Suda fifty I'm sorry, Suda fifty one's company, didn't actually have the rights to make any more in the franchise, but they have regained the rights. And so I'm hoping for a new Shadows of the Dam. Though I don't know what, I'm assuming it's probably coming out on console. I don't know about PC, but everything seems to be going out of PC these days. So fingers crossed. Speaking of
1: games. Hmm? I I guess it's a big game I should know about, but I
0: just don't. It's like I said, it's a first person shooter horror with a little comedic spin. I highly recommend it. If you could, f- I don't know what platforms is on, but if you can, I would highly recommend that you play it. Uh, I think I still have my copy, though I don't know if Zelius no- even knows where his 360
1: is. I know exactly where my 360 is. Storage? I don't have a storage. I have boxes sitting on the floor that just take up space on my floor.
0: Well, there you go. My 360 is in my closet.
1: Honestly, I should really just sell it, because I'm honestly probably never going to play it again. Tragic.
0: Anyways, uh, speaking of How often ga- do you throw up your
1: old consoles? Huh? How often do you throw up your old consoles?
0: My Wii is plugged in and gets used once every two weeks.
1: By the youngins? Yep. Nice.
0: Speaking of games that are on multiple uh, platforms... There is a game called Eastward. It's an indie game, and I have to say it is crazy, but at the same time, good. It's an RPG, and I put some serious time into it recently. Let me see how much time I actually put into this bad boy because I have a feeling I put a lot more time in it than I uh, want to admit. I put a, I put almost 22 hours into it. Uh, Eastward. What
1: about Noomi Kami
0: 2? I finished it. Nice. Well, I did, but I didn't. Here's my here's my problem with uh uh Nini Nino oh, is it Noni Kuni 2? Is that I got a quest within the first eight hours of the game that cannot cannot be completed until Game Plus, new Game Plus. Mm. Well, actually, it's not a new game because it's really a continue what it really is is it allows you to go further in your game but basically the storyline is right before the final battle which is kind of confusing why not give me the opportunity to go further in the game without making me have to do the final battle because i'm not going to do the final battle over again
1: it's like i always hated with near automata good action rpg but There's a bunch of chests that you'd find, by the way. It's not like it was hidden. It's like, here's a chest. You just simply cannot open it until you play New Game Plus. I hate that. Like That type of cheap rape playability aspect just annoys me when it just slaps you in the face like that. Um, A game like Scarlet Nexus doesn't bother me because it's like, you're just playing as a different character for you to do the new game plus. It's not like you're obviously missing something. Maybe so, the story of the characters, I get that. But like that, that type of new game plus doesn't bother me. But like when it's obvious that like there's chest right there mm-hmm. or some side area you just literally cannot go to until you get to new game plus, that kind of annoys me.
0: So in Nunyakuni 2, there were these blue chests that were locked. And once you've one of the one of the parts of the game is you have to build a town, and you have to research yeah. a spell, and once you research the spell, which basically comes available in the last fifth of the game, then all of a sudden you could open all the chests. And I was totally like, yes, that uh,
1: will That like that doesn't bother me either.
0: Yeah. So yeah. Um. The ne- So I'm very excited for a Student Fifty. 50- suda 51's uh continuation of uh, shadows of the dam i of course still need to play his game uh what the what the hell was it called um i want to call it silver case but i know that's not oh it, it is the silver case uh which i think was one of his first and i i got it on a steam sale i just need to actually play it i don't know i don't know if i'm going to record it for a playthrough or not but speaking, speaking of uh, dialogue, so Eastward has no spoken dialogue. It's all text. But I didn't know that when I started the game, and it has an option to put subtitles on. So I turned the subtitles on because that's what I do for every single game now. But I had to immediately turn it off because literally the subtitles what uh, was exactly what was in the conversation pop yeah, Let's, that sounds rather redundant. I'm I was like, like huh? I guess if you wanted, why would you do that though? I guess I don't even know. I don't. I that just doesn't make sense to me. But it's is a great game. You really know? It, the the storyline is really crazy. But I, like I said, I put twenty two hours in. I beat it. Uh, I don't think I I was planning on beating it so soon, but I beat it. Um. Now, Zelius had a topic that he dropped on discord which but of course ladies and gentlemen if you're on twitch if you do exclamation uh discord you can add uh you can join our discord channel hopefully the link still works uh sam grizzle says my elderly parents use subtitles of tv very distracting find yourself reading than, uh, rather than watching with my nine to five job where a lot of what I have to do is relate it to individuals who are deaf, blind, colorblind, or have some kind of uh, motor impairment. I just have the subtitles on, or captioning, is how they like to say it, uh, to make sure that it lines up. Which, yeah, that, that's a good thing, when it actually lines up. So Zelies had a question, and the question was, does anyone find going to a game Anyone find going to a game you're playing, subreddit or relevant boards, makes you hate the game? So, Xelius, give us a little more background.
1: No, so, like, for instance, in this tech case, it's New World. Mm -hmm. And I was like, maybe I'll go to the Reddit and see if, like, there's more information. And literally every post is like, this is the worst game ever. This game takes forever to get to level 60. Like, PV, like, every post is just, like... This game is terrible. And I remember it was the same thing with um, Destiny. Like, when I played Destiny more, Destiny was the same way. Like, the main Destiny Reddit was basically how, this is a stupid expansion. (laughs) Like, Bungie hates their player base. And I just find, and I know it's probably a case where, um, you know, you hear the negativity. It seems to rot. The controversy always rises to the top, it seems. Of course. Um, It's the detractors. People don't typically go online and post this is a great game because they're probably actually playing the game, right. And enjoying it in the game. But I just kind of find, you know, maybe it's that emotionalness where you're going and you read all these posts about like how oh, this game is terrible, and it almost starts like to rub off on you. Like, man, are these people right? Is this game really terrible? I've been bamboozled. I you know it's. A, I don't know. That's just me. Where I feel like a lot, especially online games. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that going to those Reddits or the forums, for that matter, it's usually just filled with... If a casual gamer basically went to those Reddits to see, like, do I want to play this game? They would just see how bad the game is, It's kind of how I feel. At least that's kind of my perception.
0: I I can Mm -hmm. understand. I think that um, with enough bad kind of, I guess, publicity or you know, attention, it can color your view of the game. Or it might show you things that you kind of let pass and you're like, oh yeah, that is terrible. Damn, I, I didn't even think about it that way. Yeah. But that being said, like uh, set, um made mention, when you go to forums or basically anywhere on the internet, what you're going to find the most on forums or whatever is people airing their grievances what's wrong with the game why does it suck one of the actually one of the uh, most recent games that came out for the switch that everyone was anticipating was the new metroid game and the ironic thing is a lot of people are airing the grievances saying that samus has no personality no emotions that that we should see that they are a that Samus is human. The ironic thing is that was a huge problem in the Metroid prime series where Samus had a personality and people are like, Oh God, come on, man. I don't need to know. I, I don't want to feel this shit. I just want to shoot things. We want to be human. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's too human. Yeah. It's like, you can't, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Mm. You're never, Here's here's a fun thing for developers out there and gamers out there. There's never going to be a game that's going to satisfy everyone. There's going to be individuals who are going to have problems with the game. Either they're, they're being dickwad trolls or potentially or possibly they may just have this thing that they have to comment about because it's annoying the shit out of them so much that they they have to air their, like I said, they have to air their grievances. I, when I
1: played, when I played Destiny more. I actually, the main Reddit I was a part of was um, low sodium Destiny was the name of it. And the whole purpose was you could not be salty about the game. And so like only positive post or valid criticisms, not just ranting, but actually like, this is why this is not working well, uh, which are few and far between, or most of them are just like, about the game itself, and that type of online relationships I enjoy, to partake in that I find interesting.
0: Well, I mean, that's my main deal. I mean, that's what I do with all my reviews. If there's a problem with the game, I try to give it constructive criticism. I know, and I also, well actually, when I do a review of something, there's a very good chance I'm gonna give you constructive criticism. Be it a convention, which has gotten me in trouble quite a few times, Uh, a video game, a I don't on the new website I haven't really done any reviews of like tabletop games so I can't really st- I basically I give them maybe some feedback privately uh, instead of doing it publicly like I do with conventions. However, speaking of conventions, I have been really really good at try at, at avoiding a specific website, which I used to, I don't know if I'd say I had an addiction to, but as someone who loves independent creators who are trying to get their passion project done, I'm a sucker for trying to support them. And what I'm talking about is Kickstarter. I was doing great. And then for some reason, I got an email about something that was really interesting to me. And so I went on Kickstarter. And the next thing I know, I just kickstarted three pencil and paper RPGs. One of them is by a, a really good friend, which uh, Derek Kamal. He did. Oh, I'm going to get this wrong. Thunder Mouse. Something. I can't remember what the, the whole title is. But there is also a an RPG called Chew, which is based off a graphic novel, which is phenomenal, but. Not for everyone because there's an individual who basically whatever he eats he could get the whole backstory to that thing so he has to be very careful with he can't eat meat because then he basically finds out the entire life of say he had a steak the the, the entire cow's life even up to the slaughter which, pretty damn intense now of course if you want he the main character is a detective who's really good at finding out exactly what happened to the victim now I'll let you uh, assert how he does that but like I said it's not for everyone but I had to I uh oh Zelius left ladies and gentlemen oh there he is he's back that was weird yes it was very weird what so uh, if you go on Kickstarter, I think it's still going. Uh, Chew the RPG. The other reason why, uh, I I was interested in Chew the RPG one, it was on uh, Nurburger Con two, uh, and the gentleman who was actually creating it was someone I met. I'm pretty sure I met at Andocon, uh, because I played one of his other RPGs. So I was like, well, I'll support him because I know he actually gives a shit. I'm no longer going out on a limb. I'm I'm going for established stuff. Uh with people who actually I know will actually complete what they say they want to do.
1: That's like the anti Kickstarter from the Charlie I knew.
0: Yes, I know. I I I was do I was a huge supporter of pipe dreams and I got burned enough that even with like big name creators I became very hesitant, but I have decided to. Just
1: believe in the goodness of the people's hearts and the projects they wanted to create and make dreams come true.
0: Exactly. I want independent creators to be able to fulfill creating and maybe, you know, giving a little bit of the world what they they have. And so Kickstarter, of course, is great. Not everything, not every Kickstarter is going to succeed. And maybe what they end up doing doesn't equal what you hope for, but at the same time, especially if it's a, a passion project, I'm all in.
1: What is your favorite Kickstarter that you've actually kickstarted?
0: Any of the Nurburger games. I would say I would I say, say Mers and Acquisitions. If I had there to choose one, I would say Mers and Acquisitions, nice. which was really which was the first Nurburger Games game. Hmm. The yeah. Uh, and it's a phenomenal game. Uh, Zelis and I, have both, of course, have, uh, were beta testers Indeed. that got to play several iterations. Those <laughs> was, Craig usually, uh, the, the gentleman behind it all is Craig Campbell, and he usually, by the time he gives it out, the tweaks are minimal. It's not going to be a huge overhaul like some games.
1: Well, it helps that he had lots of industry experience previous to Nerd Burger Games.
0: Yes, he, he done, like he's done a lot of free freelance.
1: Yeah. So he, like, when, as soon as you played it, you're like, oh, this is not just a pipe dream or some, you know,
0: something that was put together really quickly. So
1: yeah, you you knew you were getting a real product.
0: And once again, I know I've mentioned this in the past, but if you are an individual who's interested in doing a Kickstarter, if possible, reach out to Craig Campbell of Nerdburger Games, And see what his basically blueprint for doing a Kickstarter is, because this man can have stretch goals, all that stuff, and he's able to deliver every single time. So he's got the magic formula.
1: Yeah, I think the key is going in with a plan. It seems like, and that was the big issue early on with Kickstarter is people just kind of show throw shit against the wall and all of a sudden take off without doing any actual due diligence or proper planning or project management they would just decide like oh I'm gonna add a new foreign language to my game without actually considering what the ramifications of that are
0: right and and, and this is not just you know your your um, your very small uh, independent creator who's trying to start off I mean we're talking about uh, the game, Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on it. Uh, Broken World. Broken World? Yeah, Broken Broken World. World, Which was (laughs) broken. Uh, Mm -hmm. They ran out of money before they completed half the game. And so if you kickstarted it, you got the full game. If you didn't, then you could buy the first half and then the second half. Nice. I think it's Broken World. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Take-Two. No, not Take-Two. Shit, now I can't remember what it is. It's been a long time. How about that? I'm sure I could find it in my my Steam library, but once I enter my Steam library, God only knows if I'm ever coming out.
1: It's dangerous. Oh, hey! Sorry, that was my cat. She bit me.
0: Anyways. So uh the let's move on to the next topic. And of course, the one that I think a lot of there are a ton of course there is a ton of Smash Brother fans out there. It is an Evo, which of course is the basically the big fi- uh, fighting game tournament, which of course has been bought by Sony to try to streamline it and make it better. And of course, you have your Tekken, you have your Street Fighter, and then you have your Smash Brothers. Although, if I remember correctly, they actually removed Smash Brothers Ultimate because of some. Slight balancing issues, but that, have be- on the balance. that being said, there they were to they were supposed to have their final character be uh the guy Kazuya from Tekken, and then somehow, miraculously, they added a sixth character, and that sixth character was one that people had been requesting the most since I think maybe the GameCube Smash Bros. Th- or maybe the Wii Smash Brothers. I think it's the Wii Smash Brothers, And that, of course, is Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Ooh,
1: the problem
0: what? with getting Sora is that you have to go through not one, but two different companies. First one, or one of them is Square Enix, which shouldn't be a problem at this point because they do have Cloud and they do have Sephiroth. Yep. But the big one is the big D. And what I'm talking about is Disney. Disney likes to hold on to their IPs and does not want anyone to touch them. It's all theirs. So it actually was a relief, a surprise, a happy surprise, that an indiv- uh, the gentleman... Masahiro uh, Sakurai um, was able to, I don't want to say, well, actually what he did is he went to a an event where Disney was showing off some stuff and kind of cornered a, a Disney exec and was able to talk them into allowing Sora to be put into Smash Brothers. However, if you were to play as Sora, the only Disney reference, which I'm sure cost Nintendo a an arm and a leg, is the little uh, Disney mouse ears that's on Sora's Keyblade. Ah. Uh, his, his ultimate will have nothing to do with the Disney characters. He is basically Sora, and there's nothing else from Kingdom Hearts. That being said-
1: I mean, of all the Disney characters, though, Sora makes the most sense because- Yes, he's Disney, obviously, because he's in the Kingdom Hearts series. Right. But he's also not like in their movies or the, you know, canonical cartoons like, right. Uh, Aladdin and The Lion King. So from that perspective, it makes sense to me because he's not proper. I mean, he's not like big, D proper Disney to me. Right. But it, as far as that goes.
0: But if anyone, I hope that most people have at least sampled. One of the Kingdom Hearts that is out there. You, sure. Yeah. One of the, it's basically season. Kingdom Hearts uh, is a Square Enix and a Disney collaboration, where you have an RPG with an individual by the name of Sora, and you're going to go through a bunch of different Disney worlds. So you're going to run into a bunch of Disney characters. You could run into the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. You could run into Hades from Hercules uh Chip and Dale and like Pluto and Goofy and Mickey Mouse and all that stuff. So of course, lots of Disney. So just
1: don't I, try to understand the story after the first one.
0: Yeah, you know, there. Yeah. I mean, it's anything that says Kingdom Hearts at this point, it's one of those franchises that if you even if you shit out a terrible Kingdom Hearts game, people are going to buy the crap out of it because it says Kingdom Hearts. I wouldn't say, I don't think it's on quite the level of like a Madden, but it's close.
1: I do want to buy the Kingdom Hearts collection for the PlayStation to play because the, the last Kingdom Hearts I played was like on the PS2.
0: Was that the Which original? The one.
1: <laughs>
0: was the original so. on the PS2?
1: Yes, I remember okay. playing a with Mr. Ryan in our living room in college around two thousand
0: two to three. Was he the one that basically like grinded at the the beginning of the game to get like crazy crazy stats?
1: Yeah. So back in the day, I mean, I know Game Facts is still a thing, obviously, but back in the day, like Game Facts was really like the main source for like video game nerds to discuss stuff online. And the thing he liked to do with video games was game facts challenges. Mm -hmm. Um, So people would post like, you know, crazy insane challenges to do. And one of them, I mean, it was a legit challenge, was if you got hit less than like, I think it was 50 times or some absurd number in the game, you got a special ending. But in order to have enough evasion or defense, whatever stat the game used, you had to get to some crazy level on the starting island so that he'd be far enough ahead for the rest of the game. And so, yeah, he grounded, he grinded, grounded, for like 20-plus hours on that first island just to be powerful enough for the rest of the game. But that was him. He would do those crazy challenges.
0: Real quick, being OP'd, I actually, I don't know why, but I guess because I needed something to do, I did do the, I just, just said, uh, started the new game plus on Scarlet Nexus. Nice. And my biggest problem is they are, there's the, the t- tutorial, which is trying to show you how to do stuff. Yeah. And I'm one shotting everything. So if I mess up, they have to <laughs> respawn.
1: Oh gosh, that's no idea. Yeah. So are you, did you new, new game plus as uh Kasady then? I, or did you play for the first time? I already how? played the girl.
0: So I had to play oh, so the playing
1: as, uh, whatever the dude's name is now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now you know. I did the
1: reverse. I played the him the first time around.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. So yeah, that that's the one downside of doing a game, uh, a game plus or new game plus is that when you start the game, unfortunately you still have to go through that tutorial, which I kind of wish that they turned that off. If you're in a new game plus, yeah. I've already played the game. I know <laughs> what all the combos are. I don't need to to get, I, I guess, a refresher course on how to do uh, an up attack,
1: or like at least have the option to be like, do you want to play in like some some games I've played?
0: Allow you to skip.
1: Uh, I think it was it was blessed online. I mean, in MMO, of all things do that, where you know you can skip. Right, the first part, and get to like the you know the first main section at like level five or six. Yeah. Um, So I always appreciated that Bless did that, where it's like boom, you can skip that. And I know it's not the only game, but to me that makes perfect sense, especially when you want people to play new game plus.
0: Yeah. Why? It's just I don't know. It's mind boggling that you that it requires you to do the tutorial and you can't skip. Of course, you could skip all the. Um you could skip all of the uh cinematics that are sure. kind of the same at the beginning of the game. But the only
1: thing I would say, like, if you're gonna do king like I would say for a game we're playing New Game Plus sooner rather than later, mm-hmm. Scarlet Nexus is one that makes sense because you do get another whole piece of the story that you kind of get through the friendship quest. But at the same time, to get that full actual backstory that you're missing otherwise would be kind of cool.
0: Sorry, I'm trying to I'm trying to put all this into all the different chats just in case someone uh, is missing it. Uh, so I I'm trying to lean onto the other computer, and I apologize but I want everyone involved to feel completely involved. So I
1: do appreciate it.
0: I, so I'm excited to have Sora. My son, my, my youngest son is a huge fan of smash brothers ultimate. And every single day he has asked, have you gotten the new character yet? Have you bought the new character yet? Can I play the new character yet? I'm like, dude, give me some time. He'll be playing it tomorrow. Don't worry. He'll play as Sora tomorrow. Nice.
1: So you did get the character expansion packs.
0: No, I'll buy it after the show.
1: There you go. We I wasn't...
0: I, look, as a parent, you've got you to set lot. of boundaries. Kids if, in my house, they don't play video games except for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Because I don't want them to rush through their homework. Because one of my children... Not father-like son. Okay, we're... I'm trying to keep my kids from not repeating my errors. How about that?
1: Look how you turned out.
0: Yes. Mm. Notice
1: I didn't give it a bad or good thing. I just said it's one of those. You
0: can draw your own conclusion.
1: I, I think we need a third party arbitrator for this.
0: Yeah, we don't have one right now, so we're just going to go with leaving you in suspense.
1: Hey, you're alive and you have kids and a family. I'd say that's. A and success. a
0: steady job. So there you, oh,
1: there you go.
0: Sorry, my sister keeps texting the crap out of me about everyone who's at the Hawks game, and at she Hawks. just tried to call me. Do they watch Ultra Confusion?
1: Maybe she wants to be live on the podcast at the Hawks game
0: we wouldn't be able to hear her. Oh. I'm just telling you, because the Hawks are actually good right now, so there's a crowd, amazingly enough, that's actually pro Atlanta. And by it's, the way,
1: I know most of us here aren't really baseball people, but the Braves are winning already two to nothing in the bottom the first.
0: I am, I will go on record and say, I do not like baseball. It has to do with me playing baseball and getting dicked over every single year that I played baseball. And it just kind of, tr- and then of course, the fact is, I find baseball super duper boring, but I actually watched last night's game. So if the Braves go to the world series, I may sneak a peek. I'm not going to watch the entire game, but I might sneak a peek uh, near the the end of the game just to check it out.
1: Yeah, no, I don't find baseball interesting pretty much at all, but at the same time, it's my local Atlanta team, so I will cheer for them to win at the Bat ball.
0: Sam Grizzle says all old Floridians are Braves fans. When they were growing up, they were the closest team. Go Braves!
1: Well, that's when you had, like, you remember when TBS and when Ted Turner owned it, like, they were actually, like, a major powerhouse, and yes, for... Many decades, actually, the Braves were what, like, they were, they're like, they were as large as basically the Yankees for years.
0: Except they couldn't win the World Series. Yes. Because Um, of those damn Minnesota Twins and the Blue Jays. The Twinkies. Um, Kirby Puckett, baby. Yeah,
1: back in the day, TBS was a major powerhouse.
0: Although TBS tried to screw with you by doing, like, everything five minutes after the usual. It's like, 7.05 is the new show. Oh, 7.35 yeah. is the new I show. You're that. like, what the fuck? Just 7 o'clock and 7.30, okay?
1: I did see it was interesting. So supposedly, yeah. he's actually talking baseball among the executives, not mm-hmm. just random blow smokes, but the actual execs, of, for online viewership is actually eliminating blackouts for local um, markets.
0: I hate blackouts.
1: Oh, like every... Every person who's not a multi-billionaire executive hates blackouts.
0: That forces people to use VPNs to try to trick whatever system they're doing online to watch.
1: No, yeah. They they add absolutely zero benefit to anybody other than the bottom line of people who are already richer than rich. You're in the
0: city or the state. You should be there.
1: Well, that's also By when you had like the TBSs and the local news networks, where that's all you could see it on. So, in a weird kind of way, it made some logical sense. Maybe I'm just saying. But still, but now,
0: Fox now, Sports, it's case. Fox Sports Regional has dicked over everyone, and they don't have any contracts with everyone except except for uh, the regular cables and AT and T. If you have oh, any shoot. other, if you have a streaming. T- uh, uh, uh contract like YouTube TV or Hulu, uh, you will not be able to get the Fox sports regionals.
1: That's right. So you basically can't watch most Hawks games online, correct? Most
0: Hawks games, most uh, Braves games or half the Braves games, I should say.
1: Unless like, could you get like the NBA ticket? Is that a thing? Or I'm assuming that's bucco money to do that.
0: Uh, yeah. It'd be like a lot of money, which is, yeah. I mean, I love me some Hawks. I mean, I've been a fan forever, but I ain't paying that extra money. No, I I hear that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to stop really quick uh, to do a thank you to for everyone who is supporting Alter Confusion. So this is the portion of the show where we do uh, friends of the show. And of course, the first one, as always, uh, because he was the first supporter, true supporter, uh, big money spender. Of the show. Uh, That, of course, is the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster. uh Uh-oh. I lost my script. Hold on. There we go. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the my, yeah, mainstream mindset they highlight local unusual and rare concepts that challenge the paradigm of the common they also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves if you want more information go to indiecluster.com. that's i-n-d-i-e-c-l-u-s-t-e-r.com Now, of course, our next one is our newest supporter, and that is a wonderful friend of the show that we met at the convention that shall not be named. If you want to actually find out what that is, we will tell you, because that's the review, our YouTube review that got a lot of backlash uh, but our supporter is Noodle Boy Media, founded in 2015 by Andrew Tran. Noodle Boy Media, previously White Kid 47 Media, is your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions. They pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism, top-notch experiences, and quality services. If you want more information and to view their full list of services, check out Facebook.com/slash. Noodle Boy Media. And of course, the final one, uh, this guy has been the savior for me and many others to help correct issues with spinal alignment. And for me, shoulder and neck issues. That, of course, is Hero Chiropractic. Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore, the company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person they make that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible and most importantly suited to your individual needs for more information go to www.herochiropractic.com now before we get into funko chiropractic they adjust your funko pops that would be weird but you never know. There's probably some people out there who will do it.
1: I think he might be on something. I know. Smart man.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, of course, we have to do some personal shout-outs. And the first, as always, is ladies and gentlemen, for the 10th year straight, Alter Confusion will be fundraising for Extra Life. Extra Life is gamers doing what they do best – Game to help Game. sick and injured children at their chosen Children's Miracle Network Hospital. The money that they raise through Extra Life will go directly to Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, which, of course, is our uh, Children's Miracle Network Hospital as unrestricted funds. This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they treat. So if you have the capacity to donate, please go to extra-life.org and search for Alter Confusion. Now, if you do not have the ability or capacity to donate, but you still want to be part of it, find out more information at extra-life.org. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to Draw your attention to the fact that Alter Confusion has a Patreon. Alter Confusion survives on the love and support of fans like you. And so we have a Patreon page. Patreon lets you, the fans, supporters, lovers, haters, demons, undead, skeletons, ghosts, specters, banshees, aliens, demigods, gods, and more. To become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger creative career. Currently, there are two levels that you can... um, subscribe to. The first level is a $1 level. That's $1 a month or $12 a year. And what that will get you is early access to certain playthroughs and, of course, the ability to take part in polls to help shape Alter Confusion. Now, if you want to go to the one-up tier, this, of course, is the $5 tier, which is $60 a year. Uh, what this will get you is, of course, all that the $1 tier gives you, but it will also give you your name or organization added to the thank you section of every single Thursday night hangout. So if you want more information, go to com slash altered confusion. Now, because we have, we of course have a huge fan in the, audience that loves me to do this next part. Ladies and gentlemen, if you do not want to do a financial support of alter confusion, uh, first of all, please support us by favoriting our, our tweets, our posts, all that stuff, share them, spread the word. But of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you do want us to show something off on the show, all you got to do is you can mail us at, whoops, I hit the wrong button. Uh, you can mail us at one five five one Dunwoody. That's D U N W O O D Y Village Parkway, and this is super duper 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 important number eight eight two seven six. If you do not put eight eight number two, if you don't put eight, good lord, number eight eight two seven six, it will not get to us. Are you sure? That is our PO box. I'm
1: sure. Are you, sir?
0: I will tell you in just a second, um, if you do not put that P.O. box number, it will be sent to the post office proper and it will be returned to you. Now, of course, the city is Dunwoody. Once again, D-U-N-W-O-D-Y. State is Georgia. Zip code is 30338. And the reason why I know for certain that that's the case is... Once upon a time, there was a convention, which was a a huge favorite of Alter Confusion. We love to support them. And that, of course, was Andocon. And they did a Kickstarter to try to get Andocon back up and running. And of course, Alter Confusion, myself, donated at the top level to help support them. Unfortunately, the badge got mailed to the post office, without the P.O. box number. And I just got super lucky that they hadn't returned the mail yet. It was still sitting on the pile for the mail return. Ah. And of course I didn't check until like the day before Andocon started, which is my bad.
1: But, Isn't that so typical of life though? You don't actually check it until like, oh wait. The last minute. This is happening tomorrow. I should probably make sure
0: I'm I think that's yes. reality at this point. It's not it's not until the last moment you're like, oh, you know what? I probably need to check my uh, stuff.
1: It's like I'm going to a concert on Sunday and they require COVID vaccine proof. And I'm like, I wonder where my proof of vaccination actually is. Maybe I should find that before Sunday.
0: Take a yeah. picture. You should have taken a picture. Most places I- will accept a picture of it.
1: Yeah, it's not really clear, actually, from their website. But I do have a picture.
0: There you go. Well, possibly. I didn't
1: really want to bring the actual real verification either. I like, would be
0: scared to death of actually it. bringing my vaccination card because, knowing me, I may not lose it at wherever I have to go to show it, share it, but I'll forget it. It forget that it's in my mm-hmm. pocket, and I will wash it.
1: Yeah, I'm one of those people though. When I like wash my pants, I triple check the pockets.
0: But the problem, and I do that too, because I have a ton of pants and cargo shorts that have ink stains because I forgot a pen in my pocket. Oh, we know. But the problem is with something like a COVID card that is very uh, slender, there's a very good chance that if I'm doing a quick pat down, I'm gonna miss it. Mm. It doesn't stand out like a pen or my wallet or my phone or my pocket knife.
1: What if you attached your pocket knife to the COVID card?
0: I guess.
1: I'm I, just trying to help you out, man. I'm trying to get But I Look, the thing is, I ideas. took pictures of it.
0: it. I took pictures of it, and so far, so good. There you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on to the next topic of the show. This one, real quick... Microsoft has announced that they're going to do a 20-year anniversary of the Xbox uh, Mm -hmm. live stream on November 15th, starting at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
1: Seven o'clock Central Time.
0: What they're going? What?
1: (laughs) I just told you. You're trying to
0: throw me off there. Uh, What they're going to do? First of all, I'm a little confused because they're not really going to give you something. Ex- I'm, I'm sorry, but it's not going to be exciting, in my opinion. What I've what I've learned about what this whole thing is, is basically an homage to Xbox from the beginning, and basically like a timeline of this is how we got there today. Uh, but the one rumor or the one thing that sorta has been confirmed is that there is going to be a limited edition adidas xbox shoe that you could buy and i'm gonna be honest with you i have no desire whatsoever i've never been really into huge collectible shoes i just want shoe first of all my feet are humongous so chances are those collectible shoes will not be in my size uh but at the same time i'm gonna wear my shoes i i don't i'm not going to frame or Put in a box shoes. But what
1: about the Xbox fridge? How do you feel about this?
0: If I had the extra money, I would be all over that in a heartbeat, man. That looks awesome.
1: It Really, actually, for a fridge, it looks freaking sick. I know cool.
0: that's like that's surprising as
1: hell. Like you actually like you know what it's made for? What? Mountain. Dew. Like literally, like it's not branded as Mountain Dew, but if I've ever seen the stereotypical basement dweller fridge to stew, to you know to store all the dew probably a few brewskis, this is the fridge. Hell this yeah. is the fridge gaming nights are made of.
0: Oh I'd be all over in a heartbeat man. I I, deadly I will have to fight. fight not getting it.
1: I mean it's ninety nine ninety nine. That's actually like not a bad price for a mini fridge.
0: This is true, but I already have a mini fridge so it'd be kind of redundant for me, but you never know.
1: But you know, working IT, you should know redundancy is the key to success. Because one is just asking for failure. I mean, what happens if you're like a binge drinking need due to extra life, and your one mini fridge dies? You need to have the redundancy there, ready to go, at the drop of a fridge, so that you can continue gaming for the kids.
0: So here's the problem: I have unfortunately upgraded or needed to go above the cans and now i'm getting the two liter bottles so that'd be a little bit harder because mm. it's cheaper if you were to actually crunch I'm the numbers time, yes. you could you get a ton more mountain dew if you go the two liter bottles than oh, the 12 That yeah.
1: that is absolutely true i'm still waiting for my two liter bottles of strong though
0: beer oh no no cider right
1: yeah yeah
0: i will never touch cider it's disgusting my favorite
1: thing about London, man. Getting my two-liter bottles of Strongbow? Ah, oh, that was the dream. No. But we're Americans, and we're prudes, and we don't like— We don't want any—we
0: don't want real alcoholic content. It drives me nuts where they're like, oh, your percentage of alcohol in your beer is too high. No. Like, dude, you sell liquor that's like <laughs> a bajillion times higher. I don't understand.
1: You can go buy Everclear, damn it.
0: Yeah, and you could also buy uh, legit moonshine as well. So why can't I have my high percentage beer?
1: Because it allows me to be on my moral high ground.
0: Whatever. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I, I know that everyone has has wanted to tackle the true big topic of this week. And that, There's of course, is <sighs> there is a Sony patent that apparently lets viewers vote and pay to boot players from games. Now, if so you, I can
1: boot you from your own game, that'd be epic.
0: So basically, what it is is um, they are okay. Let me, let me give you some of the highlights here. There isn't a current price point per se, okay? Uh, what they're doing is they haven't decided there might be a fixed price or a bid for the ability to basically remove players from a game. Where does the money go? Is this like hosted by the streamer? Does Sony get it cut because it's their patent? Oh no, Sony gets like a, Sony I'm pretty sure gets like the vast majority of that money because it's their system, they patent it. Oh, wow. Which is very interesting because, okay, so you're streaming on, let's say Twitch. Yeah. So that's an Amazon uh, product, but Sony is probably gonna pull in the vast majority of that money because you're probably going to pay uh, for that right on a Sony site, which is really I, I just I don't know how that like is going to end up working. But anyways, uh, for those out there who are going, okay, so what are some of the requirements to boot a player? Here's two pieces to the puzzle. One of them, okay. The second one scares the crap out of me and that is the first one is in order for this to take effect there has to be at least 60 percent of the vote to cause a player to be booted from the game 60 percent vote among whom everyone who apparently has paid for the right to vote okay but here's the caveat If the spectator, and this is where it gets really hazy because I'm not exactly sure how they're, what statistics they're pulling here. But if a spectator has a higher skill level, than the vast majority of the individuals who are paying to vote, their vote actually is worth more. So like
1: you have to somehow like link your tweet, your Twitch account, like let's just say your Overwatch account. Mm Based on your SR rating, yeah, this is us asking for mother effing trolling. This you sounds know, a lot, lot like, like the Electoral
0: College, who
1: are giant dickwads, too. I'm to think about it. maybe you're like the 55th best ranked player around, and you want to get your arch nemesis, who's the 45th ranked player and because you're higher ranked than all the other plebs in the chat, can you get that person kicked either?
0: I don't, I look, I... mm.
1: But that was voting in the game itself, though. That's not spectators, right, Sam?
0: Like... Sam says old Battlefield games had vote kick. It was free and worked great. Only rude, annoying chat idiots got the boot. Playing to boot seems strange. Look, I, the, A lot of the, I don't want to say booting, but reporting f- that has been in place has usually been after the match, and it's usually around the participants of said match. Having the, the the spectators have the ability is a little weird. It's like going to a sports game, and if enough of y'all rally to remove a superstar, the superstar is no longer able to play. Like, LeBron James is no longer allowed to you play. you imagine
1: Trey would never play in New York again?
0: Oh, yeah. Trey Young would never be able to play in New York. Uh, He'd have, like, an 80% uh, boot rate.
1: I think, like, it makes sense. Well, Spike Lee would just pay to get a boot in every
0: game. Yeah, uh, that, that's the other thing is.
1: Like, I I could see in the context of your own ecosystem of that game, uh, there's a little more relevance to because you're playing against actual players players in that game but i think it's the spectator part because i think you know we've seen the case of the internet where once you open up what's going on with a game or with the environment or people interaction to like basically the random masses that's when shit seems to really fall apart from a it's almost like anarchy where like it's just mass rule and it's just all kinds of craziness So I think that's where it's also it scales from like a couple of people or I know Battlefield's more than just a couple. But a fair number of people inside that game, you know, you want to win, so you're going to only vote the asshats versus if it's audience participation. I think that's the part, especially in more popular games, that can be asking for trouble.
0: Now, I I do want to point out that it isn't solely spectators. There is the ability of participants to add their vote. Now, of course, while you're in the middle of a match, I don't understand why you would jump out of your game to utilize Sony's voting system unless you're thoroughly pissed or perhaps you haven't. I guess if you, you're playing on your console and you jump on another computer to do your stuff, but still, most games require your f- full and undivided attention. Yeah, At least that's what I found. Anyways, so what this is trying to do, the reason why Sony is trying to do this is it would allow for the removal of unskilled players to make the games more interesting. Bullshit. Um, It would also... uh, In the event that the player is removed, the player would have no say-so. Oh, nice. And the removal... Now, as part of the patent, what potentially could happen is the individual could be booted from the game and basically go back to a lobby, or the player may be then put in a queue for a lower-skilled match Hmm. where they belong.
1: I mean, isn't that the purpose of matchmaking in the first? Like, it seems like this is trying to fix a problem that there's already a system in place for, right? Like right. you already have a matchmaking with an SR system in virtually every competitive game ever. And we all know that there's obviously mismatches for whatever reason, maybe it's team composition or one player just has a bad game, somebody's drunk. We all know that it happens, but like this system already exists, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So it's
1: like trying to fix a problem that we already have computer algorithms trying to deal with. That's what's kind of fascinating to me.
0: Another thing is, and and this one's a little bit hazy. I don't know if you have to actually pay for this part or not, but spectators are also allowed to warn players to improve their gameplay. Otherwise, bad shit could happen. Nice. This is by far, in my opinion, one of the most dangerous and dumb things to do. I understand that when when you're doing a competitive game, and, of course, eSports, even though it's becoming more and more— I don't want—it's not yet mainstream. I know a lot of people are like, well, I see all on TV. That's not—sure, whatever. But you want the—I understand. You want the best talent to be showcased so you get potential— um, uh, sponsors and whatnot and also make the, the game interesting where there's a very good chance that if you have an individual who may not be completely skilled uh, or maybe is having a bad game it may kind of slow down or unbalance the game
1: was well, it like you already have an issue with twitch for basically bob drop i forget what the actual term is where people like go to a Twitch and basically bomb it, right?
0: Uh, Hate raids. Hate raids. Mm
1: -hmm. Like under this proposal, couldn't like basically the same hate raid because of the public partition aspect also happen in this and potentially also, particularly people who do eSports for a living, you can actually be screwing with people's livelihoods in terms like maybe you, maybe like a fellow e gamer like hires like a, you know, a crazy Russian brigade. You know, kind of like you hire like ha- you know hackers for hire. Yep. Same thing, where they just go to every single game that this player is in and get them booted from a game.
0: Now, my question is, I'm hoping that if you have like like an uh, the Overwatch Pro League, that this <laughs> is not turned horrible. on. That'd be hilarious as hell. I hate San Francisco, so I'm gonna vote all those fuckers off
1: it's like match five of like the finals and all of a sudden like the best support player gets like kicked off. It's like, Oh, well, sorry. Well, I mean, the thing is, look, there's going
0: to be, there's going to be Reddit threads that basically are going to feature a hit list of individuals, uh, that for a price, for an additional price, I should say, in some cases, uh, you'll have the mob basically vote off an individual. I... I... I. I,
1: Maybe Sony has thought about the repercussions and uh, they have a system in place to prevent the gaming of the system, so it's not totally 100% toxic, only like 75% toxic.
0: So... I mean, there's just so many freaking questions. Are we talking if it is a just anyone streaming the game, or does it have to be like the publisher, or developers, Twitch stream in order in to allow the spectators to, you know, have some input? Is this input uh, also is is it just for like competitive play or casual play as well? I, I just there's so many questions and it scares the crap out of me with a yes to any of those.
1: Or maybe Sony is just preemptively getting the patent for this so that it's in their back pocket and it's not going to actually come into public use.
0: Gotta hope not.
1: Uh, maybe, you know, because, you know, there's patents all the time from big companies where you know some guy comes up with a crazy cockamamie idea in a boardroom, and says, that sounds like a great idea, but they don't always come to production. So maybe that's the case. Is maybe it just was a hair idea at a conference room one day, and they decided like, ah, what's the worst that can happen if we get the patent for it? And maybe, or maybe it'll just be maybe on smaller scales, like Sam was mentioning with Battlefield, where it's not quite as crazy as we think it could be, and maybe it is a smaller confined. I mean, I hope at a minimum that you have to enable it. Like, it's not just like, oh, you joined the game. You're now able to be a kid. Congratulations. Like, there has to be some kind of option to basically enable this, I would think.
0: Okay, so so here's a question I, I that I just thought about. Are we talking, Sony's basically given universal ability, or are we just talking They're giving the ability to boot players that are playing on a Sony platform. Or perhaps the games that Sony I'm assuming the the games that Sony produced or developed.
1: Or they license the patent feature. Right. Like a lot of things are.
0: That scares the crap out of me. I mean, look, Riot Games has got that supposedly this working, ever-growing smarter AI, Skynet. Uh that's supposed to help with toxicity within the games, but <sighs> removing a player during the game to me feels more detrimental than just having like a squeaky wheel because well, now was- you're like, down a-, a person.
1: Yeah. Cause like a game like overwatch for competitive, you don't have backfill. Yeah. So like if you're, one of your six players gets removed, you're down to five, and you don't have a six backfill anyway. Well, unless
0: you're playing Overwatch 2, then you're down to four, because remember, it goes <laughs> 5v5.
1: Yeah, so... I don't know. I, I mean, we can speculate only one. I will... If it actually comes to fruition, uh, in the manner that we're talking about, it will be... Oh, it'll be abused. Oh, God, um, yes. I, I would have to be reined in somehow and not just... The Wild Wild West, it, or as we've shown, the internet has an amazing ability to take anything with public access and basically abuse it. Turn it into shit and dung.
0: I wonder that if this if this were to be abused, if perhaps streaming platforms like Twitch, I know. what well, the problem is that. I'm pretty sure that you're going to have to go through like a Sony door. Cause I don't, I don't know. There's too many damn questions. Like as Twitch, I wouldn't want to be associated with this psychopathic craziness, but I don't know. Unless it's like a custom,
1: like competitive mode, like a yeah. special, I could see it as like a special occasion. Like, Hey, we're having this like, we're having these seven players play and you can vote on who you want to kick, but like all seven of them know that they're doing it. to me that's one thing. like that okay, cool. like they know they're doing it. It's seven pro players or not pro whatever, but like it's a special circumstance they're doing it. Um, that's cool. I don't see an issue with that, but I think it's like I're saying if you just randomly open up to the public, that's where it's not gonna work. right And I would have to think that they're thinking through these scenarios, and that just opening to the public is asking for failure. Yeah. I just, I, I, there has to be some kind of closed system. So it's not just a free for all. You would think I would um,
0: assume, I mean, I would hope that the developers and publishers of competitive games would have a say, so I just don't, I don't know. It's just weird as shit. I, I
1: like, I don't see how it would work. I don't right. see how Twitch would be like, oh, yeah. How would real, you give the real ability real, to like, boot someone
0: out of a game do you don't them. have?
1: Yeah, like, it makes no sense from a, yeah, I don't
0: know. I don't know. We'll we'll find out, I'm sure, because Sony has a way, to be honest with you, this is, in my opinion, the potential uh, of the PSP Go or the move by the PlayStation 3 to not release until an extra year because they had to change their controller from the Batarang uh, to a POS controller. And then because uh, Rumble is such a, a last-generation feature and, they of course, had to pay an arm and leg for do, uh dual and of course there are going to be viewers out there or listeners out there going what the hell is this i you know i just i really got into playstation 4 uh and xbox one so what is what are you talking about with the playstation 3 look it up and there's probably a lot of people who have no idea what the psp go is oh i used to love sony until they kept shooting themselves in the foot um yeah Anywho, for those out there who were kind of hoping that, oh my gosh, I always get this wrong, Project CD Red, Project Red CD,
1: damn it, yes, whatever the damn thing is, that
0: that company, that company has unfortunately announced that any changes or updates to Witcher Three: The Wild Hunt, or this is the big one, Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed until next year. They're going to focus on all some of the other projects. So Cyberpunk 2077 which of course was broken as shit upon release and still has very broken pieces will continue to be broken because they are going to push any uh fixes to next year.
1: You know that's only 2 months. You yeah, know, we're only two months and four days from Christmas. Yeah. And you know what I'm excited about? What? Christmas lights. Christmas what? Lights. I love Christmas lights. Like Christmas lights genuinely make come Thanksgiving, Black Friday. I don't want to shop. I want to put up my day Christmas lights. And it just makes me happy for a month to come home and have the joy of Christmas lights.
0: I Sure. Uh
1: just
0: make it why have my my house has halloween lights up.
1: Yeah, I don't have. I should get halloween lights. I don't think my HOA allows halloween lights. I don't know.
0: It's the same as Christmas lights. It's just orange.
1: I know. I know, but like it actually says like literally like you cannot put up any holiday decorations outside of 2 weeks from Christmas.
0: Halloween is with it is close to 2 weeks, right? Yeah. No, two weeks from Christmas. No, I'm just saying, I know, but you should just, you should make the interpretation of, well, ah. I, I'm assuming that you're mean holidays.
1: This is true. Yes. We are an equitable society now, and we cannot uh, discriminate against your. Maybe I'm a worshiper of um, the pumpkin in the jack o' lantern. Do not hold my religious beliefs against me, sir.
0: You are, uh, you are a, uh, Practitioner of All Hallows' Eve. Not Halloween, but All Hallows' Eve. Do you not believe in the
1: hollows? What is wrong
0: with you? The day where the border between the spiritual realm and the physical realm is at its flimsiest.
1: It's a wibbly wobbly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the wibbly wobbly. I, I'm sorry. I just this this PlayStation thing is still pissing me off because I swear to God they are. You're gonna have hit lists of people who are gonna get dicked over by this. This is. I don't know. I I just. Mm, mm, mm. Well, on that note, sir. Hmm.
1: I think on that note, is it that time?
0: Oh man. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, we've run out of time. Uh, but a couple quick, I believe, in Charlie Brown's Great Pumpkin. Not me. I'm not the pumpkin. Uh, there, There is, oh, my God. When did the Charlie Brown and the Great Pumpkin actually release? That's got to be. Zelius, look it up for me real quick. Because that's got to, I mean, I swear to God, I've seen it. My entire childhood. I am not the pumpkin. I'm not orange. Charlie Brown. 1966. See, that's just been on forever. Okay? Forever. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't know you were born in 1966. I was not born in 1966. Ladies and gentlemen. Huh? But you're the pumpkin. I am not the pumpkin. Ladies and gentlemen, I do want to point out that the previous two shows are now available uh, both on your podcast platform of choice. At least I hope so because we are on a shit ton of platforms at this point. Uh, Or if you want to watch the video, uh, go to YouTube because that's where it's at. Or of course, if you want Both the video and the option to listen to the audio Uh, you of course could go to www.alteredconfusion.com now that being said ladies and gentlemen unfortunately we have reached the end of our show so I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the alter confusion Thursday night hangout for myself Charlie and Zelius, it's been a pleasure giving you a come our heads our mouths and of course Our hearts will be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Remember, kids,
1: keep on gaming in the free world!
0: Amen to that, brother!